This is the DTV Digest, the podcast that brings you news and reviews of films which didn't make it to the cinema. And now, here's your host, Mike Parkin. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the DTV Digest. I'm your host, Mike Parkin, and joining me tonight is Richard Hawes. Hello, everybody. This week, we've got four main reviews to to throw at you. We're going to kick off with The Modern Way. Uh, Then we have When Darkness Falls, Martyr's Lane, and Gatlop, Hell of a Game. Our short shot is Gabriel, and our DTV throwback is Ambulancen. So, without further ado, let's crack on. Our first review, then, is The Modern Way. Danny is a young skinhead struggling with her home life and has fallen in with the wrong crowd. It's up to Terry Harrison, an old friend of the family's, to help her out. Um, Okay, Rich. So, on certain levels, I think there's something to commend this film. Um, in in this, you know, it, it's it's kind of an updated quadrophenia. You know, that's what it's going for. So it's this sort of it's tipping its hat, the, isn't it? Definitely. It's tipping its hat, to, especially with the acting. Um, to, to 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 that sort of film, uh, there's a bit of this is England in there, of course. You know, set during yeah. the 80s, um, and it is a period when you know there were all these. Again, all these sort of rival factions, you know, sort of centered around music. I mean, it's, it's funny, actually. I, I changed schools in 1982. Um, I'd been up north, came down to Essex, and <laughs> it was the first time I'd come across mods. Mods didn't exist in the northeast, but they were rife, you know, and most of my class were mods, apart from like about five metalheads. <laughs> and that was about it. Uh-huh. It was it was that sort of split. So you know, I, I can certainly see that you know the the sort of the the, the appeal was still there. You know, so Quadrophenia was still, um, you know, it was it's a cult hit on 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 video. Um, the you know the, the soundtrack and and the Who, Tommy, that sort of thing was you know it was all very much there. The jam, madness, you know, all of that still in the air. Um, so, so you know, I, I kind of appreciated, you know, the the, the setting of um, what this film was was doing, but my God, did I hate the script? Did I hate the words coming out of everyone's mouths? They were absolutely awful. Um, the number that's of interesting because I don't agree at all. <laughs> the number of times somebody said, "Oh, uh, what was it now? Oh, you know, we've hit the jackpot." Or something no. like that. You know, it, it was, it, it was, oh, all the time. It, it, it just seemed to be sort of. Do you, do you remember the young ones? Yeah. Right. Rick, Rick Mail's character, um, in the um, in the sort of young ones book, he wrote a script that he's did he performed in the sixth form, and that's the sort of level of dialogue that was coming out of these people. It was that sort of thing. It made me laugh. Anyway, um, over to you, Rich. What are your initial thoughts on the modern way? I really liked it a lot more than I thought I was going to. I, I, I thought I wasn't going to. I was kind of like, oh, um, not sure. Well, I wasn't sure quite what it was going to be. Then I sort of read the synopsis and I was like, oh. And, you know, straight to video and stuff. All that. Mm. I had sort of the worst in mind. And I thought I didn't watch that Steve Burkoff Brighton thing, but um, 
I did think, oh, is it going to be like something? I mean, I, you know, because you guys said, oh, that was terrible and stuff. And I was thinking, oh, mm. is it going to be that sort of, you know, really awkward, you know, just not funny kind of thing? This isn't going for that sort of thing at all. This is a, this is a proper drama. Um, and yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed it. I've, I've, I liked the production value. You know, it's set in the eighties, but the, you know, there's, there's not a whole lot they can do with. Uh, production design and, and stuff but they, they they do kind of get that the period across I think quite well the um there are a couple of there's one or two performance actors or in it who I'm who I wasn't a fan of but pretty much uh, on the part on on a you know uh, mm. in general I like the, the characters and the and the performances of them Jake Henderson. Now, what's interesting is this film is credited very specifically as Jake Henderson's *The Modern Way*. Uh, the mm -hmm. director being Giuseppe Monticoglio. Uh, I've got that wrong. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, Jake Henderson as the screen as the author, uh, author of the screenplay gets a proper credit. So I was, I thought that's quite unusual to, to see that. Yeah. Whether it had come, whether it had originally been a play or something, was the reason for that. I wasn't sure, but I don't think so from what I've looked into. Anyway. Um, Jake Henderson is the guy who plays Terry, so he, he he's uh, he's all, he's the he is the you know mod, mm. and he sort of gives the history of it all, and you know he he's the, he's like the key player in 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 the drama, uh, who's who's trying to sort of help out and stuff. And I you know I thought it worked fine. Uh, the you know the the skinhead guys were you know properly nasty. Uh, you know the you know that you know I, I didn't not believe them. As as those as those with spe specifically the main guy because the other the mm. other two guys just sort of follow along but you know the the sort of leader of them, uh, he was quite intense and yeah it was only it was you know the sort of the main group I say that I don't want to name names but there was one member of the of the of the trio uh, who were the sort of key protagonists that, that I just wasn't mm. really a fan of reminded me of of a performance in another film and. Uh, which I hadn't enjoyed, so that possibly is why. There was there's a there's a funny thing is that it's not got jokes really. It's not a comedy, but they do do. Jake Henderson has put in this repetition of a particular line, so everybody says the same thing, and it's just like oh, the second time it happens, it it just seems like oh my god, that's that's awkward. You've just put the same line, you know, that somebody said it, but then it happens a third time, and you go right it's some it's intentional for some reason i just, I just it, it's all to do because the it's uh all to do with these drugs that go missing mm. blah 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 and so they keep saying about there's enough to put down a rhino yes uh, yeah yeah and i just keep saying it and i was just like it, it, it just yeah. that jarred it didn't work you know the, I, I don't i don't think it worked in the way he was trying to get it to work but it was unusual mm. because this there this is a film without really any there's a little bit of humor in there there is but you know it's mainly more uh what not really kitchen sink but you know what i'm getting at it's it's yeah. a it's yeah like like your sort of shane meadows this is england is probably the closest sort of comparison that comes to mind and yeah so i, I wasn't expecting much it's got no stars or anything in it it's you know it's low budget production reminded me of something like um uh, Silent Night, which I enjoyed, mm -hmm. that, that that goes in, you know, that's a film with, you know, sort of crime and horror, uh, psychological horror and stuff. And this is much more straight, but um, 
yeah, I, I, I was very pleasantly surprised by it, to be honest. I, yeah, it's just any any time any of them open their mouths, I just I just did not like the script at all, and and part of it is you know it may be that that bit went over my head a bit you know with the whole repetition because it because it, it it jarred. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think that's only, I think it's an isolated incident. I think that's no. Why well, there's, it jars. there's other things. Yeah, because it is it's other things from sort of going on about. Yeah, you know, it, it, oh, it, it was annoying. Um, yeah, other other lines of dialogue. You know, like when um, oh, what is the name of the girl? Um, it is Danny, isn't it? Yeah, you know, when she's hanging oh, out yeah. with with the skinheads and they're going, "Oh, you're not going soft on us, are you?" And all this sort of stuff. Oh God, die! But there you go. It it looks good for what it is. Um, you know, the p- period was 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 well represented. I thought the music was pretty decent. Um, they I didn't couldn't afford the much. Of, they couldn't afford much of the music, though, could they? No, <laughs> so really. it's quite obvious. I think there's like one. Is there like one recognizable track think, in there? I think. Yeah. And uh, but you know, but it's, it, it, it music rights are expensive. Yeah, it feels of the period. Um, yeah, it's it's just any time anyone opens their mouths. Is, is, is what sort of annoyed me really with this one. So on that note, Rich, how are you going to score it? Well, I'm going to give it a seven. Yeah, I'm going to give it a six. A six and a seven for the modern way. Go check it out. Our next review is When Darkness Falls. Whilst trekking across the highlands, Jess and Andrea separate and Andrea goes missing. Jess searches for her friend but stumbles into a far darker situation than she could possibly have imagined. Okay, Um, full disclosure everyone, Uh, this was written by a friend of ours, uh, Tom Jolliffe, uh, who sometimes joins us on the show, um, but is mostly now pretty prolific screen, screenwriter very prolific yeah he's, very, got, he's very... getting quite a huge number of credits in the, in a very short amount of time indeed um i must admit I, I i like a lot of this um there are issues but i don't think the script is is really the problem he, he does a nice setup at the beginning which reminded me a bit of um excuse me yeah so this reminded me a bit of um a history of violence of all things, because um, yeah, we we start off with the with the antagonists of the story, or, or some of them, um, as they're sort of just clearing up one of their messes, shall we say, uh, which is very much the way that sort of Cronenberg's uh, film um, kicked off, and and so so we know right from the off, you know, that these these are, these are wrongans. Um, then we get introduced to our two young ladies as as they're sort of traversing. Um, and, and I like the way, you know, we, we've got two, we've got separate incidents happening, which kind of seem to be related at first, which, but may not be, you know, as, as, as things go on. Um, and, and we get a weird sort of situation of like, a, you know, my enemy's enemy might be my friend. Um, uh, but it, it's, um, it is an interesting one. It does something a bit different with it. What do you reckon? Well, I, I'll, I'll get the issues out of the way first. Mm-hmm. It, it starts off with 
the sound quality, basically. The the there are issues the, that opening that. conversation. There's some emissions. There are definite emissions from the sound in this film. Yeah. Well, the, the the main issue for me at the start was all the dialogue was over record, you know, like um, ADR mm. or, or you yeah, know, yeah. added in post kind of kind of thing, and it was really obvious. Uh, so, which is jarring. I mean, I'm used to it. In you know, it's it's quite common in, in you know in certain. Uh, mm. uh, well, well, cinema you know, regions, for, Kong, for it to, yeah, yeah exactly, Hong Kong does yeah. it all the time. Yeah. India does it all the time. Mm-hmm. But we we used to more in camera, sort of, you know, not mm-hmm. not in camera, but you know, um, natural sounding. Mm-hmm. So it was a bit jarring. Uh, it, it probably wasn't meant to be, was it? You know, you no, no, no. I'm yeah. sure. No, it's, it's something um, they, they've had to do. Yeah, understandably. And I think uh, during as the movie progresses, I think that becomes less of an issue because at first, I think mm-hmm. I thought, oh no, it's going to be like this the whole time, but then everything started did did start sounding a bit more natural um uh the second problem i've got with it is it's too long uh, i mean it's an hour and 45 minutes pretty much mm. uh, and i really think it could have been half hour shorter um the so yeah the kind of setup and everything is reminded me of uh the retreat which we only just start, covered really mm-hmm. with you know basically with a couple of women who find themselves in the middle of nowhere uh, you know under threat from sort of Sort of local guys or whatever, or sort of local guys. Um, for a, but you know, the story mm. unfolds in a quite a different fashion, but yeah, I think it, it could have done a bit with more pace. I thought it was quite interesting that opening conversation. Now, it's one of those things that starts out quite innocuous, mm. and then you realize there's actually something really serious and dark happening. Uh, and the stuff with the oh, sorry, and here's the other issue is. I'm pretty sure they weren't American, the, <laughs> the actresses, and that's yeah. that's jarring as well. You know the whole. Um, I thought know, only except... one of them was American. Um, well, maybe one of them. Yeah. Maybe that is the case, but I don't oh, know. Yeah. The, the there, sort of, her other uh, accent was really dodgy, but yeah. It might be that only one of them, but there was. It was definitely sort of jarring to me there. The sort of um, faux American accent. Mm-hmm. You know, it didn't really. You know, they're set. It's set in Scotland, but they have to you know for sales reasons or whatever i, I guess exactly. i don't know that, yeah, this yeah. seems to be the common thing of you you have to make one of your characters one or two of your characters uh americans um so yeah so that jarred a bit but the i thought the, the filming locations were nice mm-hmm. it's set in this very very isolated highland uh village nobody around really you don't really see any extras and stuff in the movie which kind of adds to the mm. uh general sort of sense of of um isolation but the yeah, the, so I quite like that. It's not a kind of a setting that we that we see very often. I don't think that sort of you know very sort of isolated rural kind of village kind of thing. Mm. Um, even in ones where we even in films like uh, I think it was a village in the woods. You know, you, you didn't actually yeah. see much of the village. You, you saw like a, cu- a couple of buildings. Or whatever. Mm. Here we get to see them walking through and you yeah. know the signage and stuff. And it it's adds something, to the, something like um, a lonely place to die or something like that. You know. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. That so that and the ledge and stuff were films that were coming mm. to mind yeah. when I was watching this. Um, was that one the alien play? Was it Alien Pandemic or something? That that was yeah, yeah, pretty pretty bleak as well. You know, um, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I know. I remember the one yeah. you're talking about. But, yeah, yeah, and I get where you're coming from. The so I wasn't quite on board with it, but then I quite liked when it went in a different direction. Mm. Uh, I, th- I I thought that was. That was quite interesting and and 
you know, that's when you sort of really have to sort of be sitting up and paying attention because uh, things sort of shift around quite quick, quickly. Uh, and and I quite like the sort of 70s-ish style conclusion. Mm. Uh, it's, it, it, you know, you don't get, it doesn't end like a typical kind of Hollywood. No. It, it's not like a Hollywood ending, basically. Uh, and so I, I quite like how that um, that played out and stuff. So, yeah, yeah there's, there's pluses and minuses, but overall, I, I did quite like it. Um, I say it's just probably a couple of uh, budgetary limitation issues yeah. and, you know, ca- casting uh, related um, concerns of the, just personal ones, really. Yeah, the, the biggest, um, sort of the most glaring issue, and it is that, that down to budget, unfortunately, is... Um, around the climax there's a shotgun which is completely silent and it, yeah, that's, it's a real that's, shame that was what know. i was wondering i didn't know is it was this like an incomplete version that we saw i mean all all con all evidence indicates that this is the that the screener we watched is the version that's being, being released, released. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah there was there was it was the big cli- it was the big the moment and there was moment. no sound at all it was, it was very yeah. odd it was very strange yeah yeah so. you know even if somebody just went bang it would have added a bit more to it but even then you know the, um because um, because there's a handgun in play earlier as well i'm pretty sure mm. that was silent for you know a few, a few times when it shouldn't have been as well uh-huh. it's just a shame um you know because it was it built up to a nice sort of um you know um cathartic moment and then it was like, oh, okay, which is very strange. But other than that, you know, I think there are some novel elements to this. Um, it's not your sort of typical, um, you know, sort of women in peril film. There's, there's a bit more sort of going on. Um, and on that note, Rich, how are you going to score it? Uh, I am going to give it a six, I mm-hmm. think. I'm going to join you on a six. Yep, two sixes for When Darkness Falls. Go check it out. Our next review is Martyr's Lane. A young girl called Leah lives in a large vicarage, a house which during the day is bustling with people, but at night is a dark and empty place. A small nightly visitor brings Leah comfort, but soon she will realize that a little visitor offers knowledge that might be very, very dangerous. I was no. Let, let me let me just ask you a question first, Rich. This isn't mm. released by Acorn, is it? Yes, it is. Yes, that's a shame, because on this podcast before, I've said that you know I was so impressed with the with the films they were putting out that I would gladly just slam in a disc. And watch it without, you know, without any trepidation at all. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to eat those words because oh, no. I did not enjoy this one bit. Um, I, I struggled to keep awake, to be honest. Watching this, um, I, I just did not get on with it. I mean, I've, I've, I've said before that, you know, th- these sort of films where we have a young protagonist um, are not my cup of tea. You know, the exception. Was probably the the boy behind the door that mm-hmm, we, mm-hmm. we did recover, but uh, you know this sort of thing where the kid is is the main protagonist is a turn off for me. It really is. I I, I struggle um, that and and some pregnant women in horror films. You know I, I just find it sort of you know a cheap 
sort of emotional sort of grab sort of thing. Um, mm-hmm. but no. So it, it, I, I really struggled with this. I really did. And, and you know, um, I think it was well made. I got no issues with the technical side of the film at all, or even the acting. It's just the story was so slow and boring for me. How about you, Rich? Well, it was not what I was expecting, I'll be honest. Um, it was, um, I'm just looking up the director and it looks like this was uh, an expansion from a short because there's a there's a film called Martyrs Lane on her uh, filmography from right. two years previous to this. Um, so the, I wasn't expecting it to be a British movie. Uh, so that was quite surprising. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I wasn't expecting it to be basically not a horror movie because it's, it, it's very, very, um, I, I mentioned sort of with, with regard to the modern life, like kitchen sink drama. Well, this is really kitchen sink drama kind of movie, really. It's very domestic drama, mm. uh, family life. Um, there, there's, you know, there's supernatural elements that come in, but they're not really hugely uh, horrific, horrific, yeah, or, or scary, mm. you know, scary. It's it's more, uh, you know, it's you can you could reference something like Let the Right One In to an extent, but that is that is more of a that is a proper that is still a proper horror movie, you know, yeah, the the, the sort of uh, atmosphere and you know what, the stuff that happens and the way it's presented and stuff. Um, here it's it is it, it is more of a drama. It's intended to be the horror is intended to be sort of an expand, uh, uh, you know, a, is it a psychological kind of thing? You know, it's there's there's mm-hmm. a bit towards the end which sort of leans into like more more horror, but there's le- I think there's less like horror. You know what what I would call like horrific scenes in this than in your average sh- you know general even short film. You know, yeah. there's there's um there's not a lot. It's mostly this sort of uh, religious family, and you know the 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 young girl and her place in the family. She's feeling a bit lost. Uh, you know, not doesn't have a good relationship with her mother or her sister. Different re- different things going on there, but mm. um, the only person who she's got sort of any sort of connection to is her father. Um, and then this little girl comes along, which reminded me of there was because this came out i think on shutter last year mm. um but there, and there was another film that came out probably last year um but in the cinema it was either last year or early this year um the the french film uh, petit maman which right. uh, celine cmr uh, which is as i haven't seen it I, I hear it's fantastic but it is as far as i'm aware it's also about a young girl meeting another girl uh, and there's, you know, is is she a real, you know, is she a lo- living or, you know, is is, um, is there something else going on and stuff like that? So, it's it's very fantastical, you know, sort of loosely fantastical um, drama, and that seemed to be exactly what this film was trying to do as as well. From what, uh, so I'm I'm very interested to see because I'd heard obviously Petit Maman was really good, so I'm I'm interested to see it and sort of compare to see whether that initial instinct of mine is. Is right that it's kind of doing a, a, a similar thing, uh, but yeah, I did. I I was kind of hoping, I guess, that some of the religious stuff would get explored a bit more. Yeah, because I thought I thought initially that they were a cult or something, but it, they're not. They're like I think they're like Church of England or whatever. Mm. So because the 
because the father is actually a church um church vicar yeah um but yeah it's the i i thought the i have the, the strength of the film is the girls um the two girls are really excellent i mean i just watched kenobi the um yeah, the the, the, sorry, the Obi Wan Kenobi series on mm-hmm. on Netflix, and there's there's child actors in there who are not good. <laughs> so they're, they're, um, poor, th- you know, I I you know I feel bad saying it, but um, you know the the the, the, the casting was not good, uh, and these girls sort of knock knock out of the ballpark, um, you know, not not the socks off of, of that. So mm-hmm. I, I was really impressed with the girls. I thought, especially as they've got to handle some quite mature you know unsettling kind of stuff yeah uh, you know one of them's got blood you know coming coming out of her uh, nose and stuff and she's got all um wounds and things and stuff so yeah the i would say i'm it's probably the least horror film her least like horror genre style film that mm. i've seen from shudder yeah so it made me quite surprised that that it was but at the same time it's not really kind of a a movie kind of film either so i i think you've got to i think people need to know what they're getting into uh you know they need to i mean it's sold the cover looks like a horror movie and stuff and i think people will be disappointed if they're going in expecting like a full-fledged yeah. kind of horror movie so i think if as long as you know that it's ki- like family kitchen sink drama kind of stuff i think you'll be okay yeah, I think, think more good night, mommy, but with sort of more Catholic overtones, <laughs> basically. Yeah. Um, there you go. I guess I haven't seen good night, I have heard of it, but um, but yeah, there's a lot of film. I think there's a lot of films that do We've covered this kind one. of thing. Yeah, with, we, we had know, another one recently, didn't we? I'm pretty sure we had another one like this. One set in yes. the snow, one, um, where the dad's mm-hmm. always away and, and he's got a stepmom. Uh, I covered that one recently. Not let wasn't latest no, was it? No, that was a different one. Um, oh, sorry, I can't remember. No, yeah, my name escapes me at the moment. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, we've covered this sort of thing. Yeah, that was say that I, I don't mind it. I think as long as if 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 a film has got you know kids in sort of lead roles or main principal mm. or key supporting roles and stuff, it's a bit risky. Um, but I think in this case, you know, I think uh, as far as I was concerned, I thought the kids did a great job and the film is a very got, solid yeah, drama. I've got no issue with it. As I said, no issue with the acting or anything like that. No. But but I think when, you know, when you're dealing with these sort of kids in peril films, it does sort of limit as to what they could actually do as well mm-hmm. because of the kids, you know, you, you, certain things they can't have kids doing. So, Well, The Good Son was a, with more Corley Culkin's another one that came to mind because that's, mm. you know, that's... A different dynamic but that is mainly about um elijah wood you know being you know i don't know how old he was at the time probably like 10 mm. or 12 or something um him and macaulay culkin and you know there's there's a lot of sort of serious stuff going on with them and they're again in that sort of uh quite often these stories take place sort of out in the woods or you know mm. on the, you know by the you know away from, not in towns and cities and stuff and i guess that adds yeah. to the sort of um isolation and sort of yeah, peril exactly. and, you so know sort of free-spirited you know which yeah. i guess goes all the way back to you know lord of the flies and all that kind of stuff of you know kids sort of being let off um yeah you know, to their own devices sort of, left stuff. to their own devices and stuff and that's what's happening 
with with the with the young girl here is she's basically um left to sort of do her own thing let her imagination yeah. run wild doesn't really have many people to to sort of play with the religion i guess has isolated her as well to an extent although again they don't really sort of go into that but mm. no i think it's fine i think you know i think you you just have to know that it's not a pro it's you you're not gonna get it's not even like paper house or, or that kind mm. of thing but it's um yeah it's okay it's all right how are you gonna score it uh i am gonna give this one a six as well okay i'm going down to a five for this one a five and a six for martyrs lane go check it out <laughs> Our next review is Gatlop, hell of a game. A group of old friends reunite for a nostalgic evening of fun and games and decide to play a drinking game. But it's quickly revealed that this game comes with supernatural stakes. Best film of the week, Rich. By a mile. By a mile. I absolutely love this. I, I agree. Um, this was in, very well written. Um, great cast, really, really. You, you know, they they gelled really well. The the interactions were great. The editing style, I absolutely loved. The, you know, there's bits where you, uh, the main character's on the phone to his ex-wife, and it's like a split screen, and yet they're sort of uh, mirroring each other's positions and body language and stuff. Uh, lovely, absolutely superb. You know, that the the jazzercise video bit, absolutely amazing. Um, yeah, this put a big smile on my face, big time. How about yourself? Yeah, well, I I, I liked it from the opening. You know, it's got this yes. real high quality thing to it. It's got a, it's got a main sequence. Yeah. yeah, it's got a proper main titles credit sequence. Even the end titles, they've made uh, made a nice mm. effort to make them sort of a bit stylish and, and stand out. Mm. Yeah, the editing's really. I love all the the transitions and wipes and stuff. It's playful. It's bright. Um, it. It feels like a bigger budget movie at the start, mm. but then it does sort of settle into, you know, you realise what, you know, that it is quite a low budget movie because basically after the initial scenes, it, pretty much the whole thing takes place in, in the, a in living, living room. room yeah. In a living room. So it's, which kind of reminded me of um, one of the, there was, I think it was Evil Bong, uh, from, mm. uh, from one of Charles Band's film, which, which really sort of struck me because it was, uh, it was kind of like that. It was basically they're going to film it in an apartment or whatever, and they're just going to stay there. And yeah. uh, you don't normally have. I mean, we have films that are set in single locations and stuff, but not usually in quite that way. So it kind of made me feel more like a sitcom. It was like a sitcom kind of thing. So yeah. this is this is again a film that sort of is kind of sitcommy and it's kind of set up, although it's very cinematically filmed. Um, the there's not a lot of. Uh, fantastic! I, I was thinking about Dave made a maze as well as yeah. kind of sort yeah. of something bigger, but that especially had a with much that credit, bigger, especially with that credit sequence at the beginning. Yeah, yeah but that film, you know, when stuff starts to happen, it's really, you know, big and elaborate kind of creative uh, sort yeah. of set piece stuff going on in in that movie because mm. we do venture into out into another world, whereas in this we we very much just stay in the apartment, uh, and but. Yeah. I enjoy it. I did. I, I thought the characterization was excellent. You know, the characters were great fun. Mm. The dialogue was really sharp and, you know, witty and snappy, you know, yeah. uh, and it's all in less than it, it's all over in 80 minutes. You know, it's 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 a really sharp little package. I, I really like the um, 
the use of the the um the flashbacks as well you know mm. it, it, a lot of it sort of centers around this um sort of party that was held in the same house like eight years previously mm-hmm. and, and there was some you know pivotal moments in each of their lives happening at that time and and you know it does a good job of sort of juxtaposing between the the two I thought, I thought that was really cool as well yeah no this this was just brilliant yeah it was, it was very inventive i mean you know people are going to look at it and go oh it's it's a horror version of jumanji you know and to a certain degree yes of course it is you know it's, it's a board game game um we've had a few board game games uh, board game movies um we've covered one in our uh throwbacks one with the latest disc which i can't remember the name of Oh was, gosh, that, yeah. that one set in Spain. Yeah, and there was one called um, Beyond the Gates, which was like one of the. It was like a videotape yeah. board game one with Barbara Crampton. And there was the, another. There's another one as well, which I covered um, on my other website, and I can't remember what it's called now. But it's, it's the same sort of thing. If you know, if, if you if you don't do something within an hour, your head explodes or something in that one. Oh, right. <laughs> it's quite one thing I do think is detrimental because this was because uh, I wasn't looking forward to watching this. All right, and it and it's the title. I think hmm. it's a really um, off-putting title. You just think, oh, I thought it was like a foreign language, for, you know, so yeah. which not necessarily in itself bad, but I was yeah. just thinking, what does that mean and stuff? And, yeah. and, and that does, it is I, explained I, in the film. But I, I thought it was, um, I thought it was going to be a biopic about some Dutch footballer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that actually makes sense. Yeah, you know, <laughs> hell of a game. Something like something like Rude, you know, like Rude or something, you know, so, yeah, something yeah. like called Gatlop. I don't know who he is. That's that's a really good. That's a, that's very good. Yeah. <laughs> the um, but yeah, what you've got here is something I would liken it. I mean, this was put out by actually, it was the production was actually supported by Signature Entertainment, mm. which is quite unusual. The um, but uh, they previously well, they put out loads of stuff, obviously, but um, Werewolves Within. Yep. I think had a similar energy and brightness and humor and stuff going on that. Um, I, so I would definitely say if somebody saw um, Werewolves Within and had a good time with that, I think I would definitely like this. I mean, it's a different, completely different kind of movie, but but still mm. very snappy sort of humor and horror and that all mixed together. It um, is, yeah. I, th- I thought it really worked. Really, and again, really the well. cast are the same as pretty much all the films we've we've been looking at uh, today. The cast are unknown. We, I, I'm not familiar with any of them. Right. I've not seen them in anything, and I, I just thought they were, they were, they were excellent. Uh, you know, it's four people, essentially, trying to carry the film uh, mm. for, you know, for where well, there's there's like a fifth as well, but they're basically four people carrying the film. You know, with no real cutaways to, uh, you know, yeah, apart, big visual effects sequences yeah, or anything. Yeah, you know, it's everything involves them. Yeah. Uh, and they have to sort of, um, you know, you have to be engaged with them, which is similar to say what they were doing with like the the modern way or mm. or um, Martyrs Lane and and stuff. But uh, it, it worked best, I think, in this. This is the this is the, the one of the, for me. This is one of the best films I've seen this year. I think. Yeah, it, it's definitely in my current top ten. Um, yeah, and it is a film I'm gonna. Is this actually getting a physical release or is it another? Um, uh, good question. Uh, it is. Uh, let's have a look. Um, just check in. Uh, digital only at the moment. Uh, so a bit like um, with one of our other favourite films uh, this um, year, Ultrasound. Um, Ultrasound. Uh, yeah. yeah, digital only. So um, I guess it r- relies on uh, you know 
if the film gets traction on digital, then we might see a physical release. I mean, this mm. is so uh, nicely shot with, you know, with colourfuls of colour and stuff. I think Blu-ray would suit it really nicely. Yeah, absolutely. I'd, I'd want it on my collection, that's for sure. Quick yeah. aside there on Blu-ray, no, Blu-rays, just mentioning Martyr's Lane, not a Blu-ray release for that one, which is quite um, yeah, against, I was surprised. The, against the norm for... And, that, for, and that's for those yeah, acorn releases exactly that's why i asked if it was an acorn mm. release because yeah. um, it didn't sort of fit the usual what you know what we've seen from them um no. today no but hopefully fingers crossed um this one will um you know get good word of mouth and, and you know get sort of sort out because i think unfortunately without any huge marketing and stuff so look like a lot of these films that we talk about mm. um this will just get lost and that title is just going to really put, you know, just not yeah. appeal to people. I think what will help is if it gets picked up by um, Netflix, mm-hmm. I think that could, that could do well for it. Um, uh, quite a few signature films do go to Netflix. So, I mean, signature send films to Netflix and Amazon, but I think this particular film would do better on Netflix. Because I think, I think so. it'll be, yeah. cause it'll be um, more easily find uh, served, you know, uh, through the algorithms and stuff. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And on that note, Rich, how are you going to score it? Uh, this is a high eight for me. Yeah, definitely an eight. This is um, brilliant stuff. It really is. It's just a good time, you know, good time horror movie, basically. Um, go check it out. Two eights from us for Gatlock. Our short shot this week is Gabriel. Uh, in this one, a French cop turns vigilante. Um, there's a lot more going on than that, but there you go. Uh, this film starts out in very bleak fashion, Rich. Um, probably the bleakest I've seen for a while. And then we sort of jump forward to when, when this guy's now a cop with his two partners on a drug bust, uh, which goes a little bit wrong. And this seems to sort of spur him on to... Um, do other stuff or he was already doing this other stuff and this was like part of his agenda one of the two but um some good fight scenes in, in this is it's, it's probably one of the longest shorts we've covered it's about 36 minutes i believe uh 29 20, excuse me 29 minutes um but yeah there's, there's there's quite a lot going on um how do you how did you get on with this i'm that i liked it I'm just, uh, it was just when you, when you get towards the end and you realize it's actually not going to resolve itself, that this no. is, that this is, uh, what seems to be a proof of concept. Uh, yeah. that was, that was a bit disappointing because there was so much development, you know, so much time is being spent and then you, mm. you get, you're getting far along in the story and you're thinking, well, there's only a few minutes left. I mean, there's, there's not really anywhere this, this can mm. go. So, um, uh, Yes, that's sort of par for the course with some of these shorts. You know, that's why they they get made. The um, there was a film that Eric Jacobus did a few years ago. I can't remember what it. I can't remember the name of it now. But that did a similar thing, yeah. where it was setting up this uh, him play. Oh, Ness, it was. Um, mm-hmm. So he was setting up this character, and he was beginning an investigation, and you know, there's all sorts of stuff going on, and then. It, you know, it ends on a, you know, almost a to be continued kind of note, and that's what we've got here. So that is a bit jarring. Uh, you can't, so you, it's, um, I would have liked a bit more of a, you know, even if you keep it open, but sort of resolve it a little bit, I would have preferred that. But this is not, saying, no. this hasn't been made for this kind of reason, as far as I can tell, because there's very little information about this movie or this this short out there. I, I stumbled on it 
mm. uh, when I was doing when I was looking up some work by uh, by the actor um, and uh, writer Olivia Sa mm -hmm. uh, because um, I was looking for I'm still looking um, out for deviants to get a release in the public oh. domain oh, yeah. uh, and he was the writer of that he collaborated with Godfrey uh, Reutvart on that which did very well at the uh, Fighting Spirit Film Festival um, but that did a similar thing that was a kind of a world building short uh, that didn't have really any resolution uh, so whether this one is a new project or something that's been around for a while I'm not sure but it, it, I'm and I'm expecting that perhaps it's something new because there are no IMDb listings for it or yeah. anything. There's no information anywhere. Um, I think it's directed by uh, Moha Elachi, who's like, like Olivia Saar, is a stunt guy. You know, done, mm -hmm. done you know stunt and fight coordination and all that sort of stuff in big budget movies, low budget movies, all sorts. You know, these these you know these very experienced people going out on their own. Uh, this is under the uh, cinema action. Uh, group brand, which is a bit like a like the real deal stunt team, basically the you know bunch of stunt people getting together and working on their yeah. own projects and that. Mm -hmm. And again, like uh, or like Eric Jacobus and the stunt people. Um, the set uh, the centerpiece kind of uh, fight scene in a you know the sort of garage, garage set yeah. fight scene is pretty cool. It's got some nice moments. There's a I think there's a there's a there's an element in there I, I, I don't know whether to mention it or not but um, there's an element in there that seems to me to be a nod to lone wolf and cub uh, <laughs> uh, uh, and there's uh there's a really before that all kicks off there's a really sort of fast-paced wooden uh wooden dummy oh yeah that is one of the most the intense wooden dummy bits I've ever <laughs> so that yeah. was really good yeah, so Olivia Saar is the writer, sort of. He's the writer of the film, but he's also the lead, mm. uh, the lead character, uh, Gabriel. And, and the, the film has a subtitle um, in French, uh, um, which I, I put into the translator, and it kind of came out as "Angels Bite." So I guess it's like he, he's a sort of a guardian angel, but there's like a, you know, mm. sort of a sting in that sort of thing. Um, so. And the, the sort of concept of the film reminded me there was a Steven Seagal movie called A Good Man, where mm. um, sort of uh, Seagal in in the background of the story he's been going he's he's going around with a sword, uh, and you know being a vigilante and, and yeah. sort of take, taking people out, and that's basically what what is happening here. It's the same kind of thing. Mm. Um, this, this but it is, like, it's a dark um... and gloomy. It's quite a dark and gloomy film. It, it, it's a hard film to enjoy, although there is that nice sort of bit of action in the middle. Yeah, um, the first half of this felt like a proper French procedural film. You know, um, I, I think he, they nailed the characters really well. You know, the setup and everything. Thought that mm -hmm. was excellent. You know, this whole drug bust thing. Yeah, you know, it, it was straight out of a proper sort of French feature film. Um, and then it sort of switches to something which is a bit more familiar for, you know, sort of short film, sort of yeah. fight scenes kind of thing. Um, it, it was a bit sort of jarring, to be honest. You know, even even with that sort of prologue bit, which sort of sets things up a little bit, yeah. um, I, I still felt the sort of juxtaposition between the, the drug bust and then the, the vigilante bit to be quite jarring because it's like, where the fuck did this come from? A little bit, 
Um, well, I felt a bit a similar way about when, um, uh, in terms of uh, the film's uh, Salvages, mm -hmm. uh, which 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 starts out kind of one way and then it got sort of kicks off into that you know incredible uh, action sequence. But yes. the um, yeah, the finale of that was weird, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think that there's a there's a similar thing sort of going mm -hmm. on, and also in terms of how this one unfolds and you know wrapping it up, but sort of leaving it open. I think a good example of kind of what I've got in mind is Jester Must Die, because mm -hmm. that was very much th that was very much a sort of setup. Yep. But it felt quite self-contained as mm -hmm. well. You know, there it had a bit of a conclusion on it. So I, and that was a similar kind of length. And I think the um that I think that's kind of what more what I was hoping for from this. The the, the only yeah the only sort of silly bit for me in this mm. is when it, when he's doing his very intense sort of wooden dummy bit and then he sort of goes over to his wall and he's got all these photos of these guys on mm. and then he starts crossing them out one by one because you know obviously he's, he's, he's done them in already. As a well he's doing that for our benefit. Exactly. <laughs> that doesn't make That's any sense thing. to do it that. Doesn't does it doesn't make any sense for him to do it right then and there. So like, oh, oh I forgot to cross these guys Yeah out. I forgot to do it. <laughs> It's like someone who's forgotten to eat the chocolates out of his advent calendar, you know. Oh, yeah, I've got five days worth of chocolates to eat. It's like, <laughs> you know, it, it just, you know, it just seems a bit absent-minded, shall we say. And you're right, yeah. It's, it, and it wouldn't make, it wouldn't have made any difference if they'd already been crossed out and then he just crossed out the latest one. We, we would have known what he was on about, you know what I mean? Well, they, so, yeah, they could have just been pre-crossed and they look at it and, okay, there's the, there's that one guy who we're going to focus on. Okay, we yeah. know the thing is but uh yeah exactly so, same same thing it's rough around the edges as say yeah. it is rough around the edges but i think there's potential here and i do you know as with a lot of these things we generally don't see anything further so uh, mm. i hope i hope we do i hope they do get to sort of develop mm. this one a bit more if that if it is something they're actively trying to work on and it's not something that's been sitting around because again i I've, I've got no verification on when it was when, actually produced was made, yeah. um but um yeah, I thought it was interesting, and I was glad. I was glad I managed to. You know, I was glad I stumbled on it, basically. Mm -hmm. And yeah. uh, I just I'd say that 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 lack of resolution just sort of jarred a bit. But it is worth seeing, especially if you're a uh, you're a fan. And if you like um, sort of you know, because the French do sort of gritty they, they, police they, procedurals they, and stuff experts, do really yeah. well, don't they? Yeah. Um, so I think um, this definitely fits into that. Absolutely, yeah, definitely. Uh, we don't score the shorts, but we do recommend you check them out. And we shall put a link for this in the footnotes below. Go check it out. Our DTV throwback this week is Ambulance N, a.k.a. Ambulance. Two brothers commit a robbery out of desperation. However, when it all goes wrong, they decide to steal an ambulance, but soon come to realize they are not alone. Um, have you have you seen the Michael Bay version yet, Rich? I have not. No, I'm very no. interested to do so. Yes, yeah, same here. Um, it, it's released here in the UK on um, Blu-ray and DVD uh, tomorrow. You know, the day after we record, so it is something. Hopefully, I'm going to catch up with very soon. Um, I had no idea that that film was a remake of a Norwegian film, but there you go. I think it's Dutch. Uh, is it? I okay, so. I might be wrong. Yeah, uh, yeah. Let's have a quick Danish. Sorry, Danish. Right. Okay. So we split the difference. 
<laughs> okay, so it's a Danish film. Um, obviously, a lot smaller in scope than Bay's film. It's probably an hour shorter than Bay's film as well. It is, it is literally an hour shorter, yeah. An hour shorter. <laughs> Um, so, so this is a, quite a tight little thriller. Um, we have the two brothers. We, um, we don't see the robbery, but we know it goes wrong. They come running out um, because they went in sort of promising not to shoot anyone. Of course, we hear gunfire. Um, they come out. There's an ambulance which is in the process of being loaded, and they steal it, um, leaving the doctor behind. But unbeknownst to them, uh, it's they're carrying a patient and a nurse. Um, as they hair around this city being chased by the police. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed this. It was, you know, very fast-paced. Um, some really good sort of uh, interactions and, uh, you know, dynamics that come out of the story. Um, I thought it worked really well. How about you? Yeah, I saw that this is, until very recently, this has never been available in the UK before. Mm. Uh, it was uh, a film that I imported uh on from a, a, a thai dvd of oh yeah and and uh, I, I don't have many of my discs left from that period and this was and this was one that made such an impression on me that i just had to keep hold of it mm. and to be honest i have it's not one i've like revisited loads i just remember when i when i originally watched it that i was just really impressed by it mm. and uh especially you know not having seen really many danish movies or you know or any films from sort of that region uh, at the time and so it made a big impression on me, uh, and I've all, and you know I wondered, you know, when the Michael when ambulance was being promoted and stuff, and I was thinking, it's not, is it? Because <laughs> it's quite an unusual. It's quite unusual to see a Danish movie being picked up and given such a big Hollywood kind of remake. Yeah. Uh, and then I looked it up, and yeah, there, there you go, there it is. So you know, I guess that kind of validated you know obviously i wasn't the only one who was impressed by it because yeah. loads of other people obviously were including michael bay to mm. to say there's a there's a central cons you know we're going to do something different with it yeah. but the central conceit or the you know the central concept is something that they feel they can work with um in this movie they're brothers in the in the remake i think it's quite a different sort of setup yeah. and dynamic going on so but i like that because uh, then we'll get it'll basically be a completely different movie uh, what we've got here is um, a film that's very much about um, uh, uh, ethical dilemmas uh, and stuff and, and, you know, family dynamics. We've got the, you know, these two guys, one of whom is an, an experienced uh, criminal. Uh, the other is kind of not at all, yeah. uh, you know, very much a rookie. But they're being driven by the... Uh, the the desire to help their mother who is uh you know be sort of been yeah very ill yeah. yeah very ill sort of abandoned by the, the medical uh, not necessarily abandoned but the, the, their view is that you know she's been abandoned because they basically the, the uh, doctors basically said there's nothing more we can do so they're yeah. driven they're, they're act they're acting out of desperation mm. but then the flip side of that is yeah like you say they they take the ambulance which then put they then find they've got somebody uh, there with them who is themselves in you know dire straits and how they deal with uh that ethical dilemma of you know we're going to put our, our so our own desires and, and our mother first over this other person and that's where all sort of the conflicts conflicts mm. and that come out of and then we've got the um uh, the nurse in the back as well who sort of adds to that dynamic so it's it's kind of a road movie you know it's that two guys and a girl kind of 
road movie setup. Uh, and yeah. it's fast-paced and reminded me of The Chase, the Charlie Sheen movie. Yep. yep. Uh, which, which was, um, again, that's sort of more, Mike, uh, that's kind of the big fast helicopters chasing them, kind of Michael Bay th- sort of thing that we'll get, I think, in the, in the remake. But this is, uh, uh, we get a, we do get a big chase sequence at first, but then it kind of, you know, they're just sort of ambling along really after that. Mm. There's not a lot of uh, attempt, you know, the, they're, they're sort of hiding out of the way and whatnot. And there's there's a little bit of an action beat at the conclusion. Bit of a shot, you know, like, oh, geez. <laughs> there's, there's a whole bit with the guy uh, sort of hanging out of the back of the ambulance yeah. and whatever. And yeah. I was thinking, he would, you know, I'm thinking he would have never survived that. But <laughs> it's, um, yeah, it's cracking. I mean, it, and it's only an hour and 15 minutes long. Like yep. so, I say, the remake is um, two hours 20, two hours 15, something like that. So, yeah. which is fairly typical for Michael Bay, but the um, but this is, you know, it, it, it's uh, say fast paced, a bit like Gatlop, you know, just sort of gets gets on with it. There's mm. no fat on it. Uh, it's the performances are really good, the characterization, and it's just really solid. So it's I, I was over the moon to see it had finally turned up, probably because of the remake. Oh, it that, it, that, yeah. it, that it turned up on Netflix. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. It's it's definitely worth checking out, even if you are a fan or even not. If you're, if you know, a fan of uh, Michael Bay or not, you know, it's it's definitely a curiosity factor. Of, uh, oh yeah, it's, I mean, being... it's, I think it's nothing. It's going to be nothing like the Michael Bay one. I mean, it's, no. they, you couldn't you couldn't get to a, a film that looked less like a Michael Bay <laughs> movie uh, than this. I would say mm. this is very sort of stripped down, very European. Yeah, and. Uh, yeah, so so def- I you, I think you could easily watch. I mean, Sam, I'm so, I'm speaking without actually having seen the remake, but you could probably watch the two back to back, and you'll just feel like you're watching. You're getting completely different experiences. I would expect they 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 probably would. You wouldn't get that sort of feeling of repetition, and even no, if you have seen the the remake, and you know you, you're more inclined towards that style, give this a go anyway. You know, just see a different kind of. Yeah. take on the material i think see if you can figure out what michael bay saw in this in the first place mm. to uh yeah to want to remake it mm. yeah so there you go uh this is currently on netflix so go check it out and that is the end of this week's show so thanks to rich for joining me and having to endure a couple of these films but uh, we'll always have gatlock so there you go oh yeah gatlock's great <laughs> Um, don't forget to check out um, our Facebook and Twitter pages at the DTV Digest. Also check us out on the um, the DTV Short Shots, um, a podcast where Rich uh, puts together um, all the short films we're going to look at and also the, um, the Twitter page where Rich puts a new short every evening. Thank you for listening. Tune in next time. Thank you for listening to the DTV Digest. Let us know your thoughts in the comments and tune in again next time.